All right, hello everyone. Now we are here um today for a Saturday Bible study, and I am just so excited. There is just so much that I feel that the Lord wants to show us today. If you were here last week, I went over so much uh, about Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. So now we are in the book of Job. Oh my goodness. And this is so wonderful because when the Lord spoke to me, he said, Simba, he said, you know how you did three, um, you know, three lessons in one. Yes. And I said, yes. He said, well, for this book, you're going to do three Saturdays in a row. I said, what? He said, you need to tell my people there are secrets about Job that they don't know or don't even understand. And this is key to the kingdom. This is key to not only understanding the ways of the kingdom, but this is also the key to understanding me when I place judgment or when I do certain things. And a lot of people, they get... When God does something, and um, I'm going to give just a little bit why the Lord is having me talk so much about Job, especially, and I think it's interesting, especially for this month. You know, the reason why he wants to talk about Job is because, yes, we do see God moving, but you see the enemy moving too. And so you have to understand why God gives the enemy a little bit more breathing room sometimes to do certain things and why sometimes even though it looks like God is taking a back seat, he's actually in control the entire time. And so what you have to understand is, especially as believers, that in the Hebrew, the word faith is the word imuna. Okay, write that down, imuna. E-M-U-N-A-H. Okay? Imuna. Imuna means um, not just you believe God, but it means you support God. It means that you're going to back God. See, I hear so many times people talk about, oh, we're going to support Biden. We're going to support Trump. We're going to support this and with that. Even when they make a stupid mistake. They're like, well, we still support him. You know what? It's very funny how people do that for politicians, but don't do that for God. Oh, see, now I'm preaching early. <laughs> you want to do that for everybody else, but you won't do it with God. And that, and and I'm going to show you why we have to have more imuna faith, how we have to have more support God kind of faith because if you don't support God and what he's going to do then you will not reap the harvest that he brings in oh y'all ain't talking to me if you are not part of the support then you will not get the benefits of staying with or being with that because God is a God of loyalty in fact loyalty is a sign of love loyalty is a sign of royalty is everyone hearing me here all right so I'm going to pray. We're going to get into this. There is just so much. Are you all ready for this? Come on now. Are you ready for revelation? The deeper yes. things of God. Glory to God. Let us pray. 
All right, let us pray. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, right now I come before you. I give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah. And right now, Lord, I pray that you allow me to decrease so that you may increase. Anoint my lips of clay, that I may be an oracle of God. Let nothing I say be of earthly wisdom, but be of everything of heaven and the spirit. I pray right now, Lord, that you will touch the people's hearts and minds to believe and receive the word of the Lord. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, my friend, that you will just move on the people that you will touch and move on them like never before. I pray right now, Lord, that you will give them divine wisdom and divine revelation. I pray right now, Lord, let my words be fire and the people would and let them be consumed by it. I decree and declare right now in the name of Jesus that the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is at hand. And I pray, Lord, that you will just have your way in this place right now, Lord, just have your way. Have your way, you know, and I definitely pray this right now, Lord, right now that your spirit, Lord, will just move, just move, just have your way. Lord, we love you. We adore you. Thank you and praise you. Baruch atah Adonai Ha'el HaKadosh. For thine is the kingdom, power, and glory forever and ever. And my prayer partners in agreement said amen. Amen and amen. All right. I see I got my sister Monty in the house. All right. Can we go to Job chapter one, please? Can we go to Job chapter one? All right. And um, I'm going to do Job chapter one, verse six, please. Can we all go there? Job chapter one, verse six. Okay. Now, let me talk to you a little bit about Job. Okay. Now, I know Job is in the middle of of the Old Testament. He's actually the last book before we get to Psalms, which I can't wait till I do the teaching on Psalms. You guys are going to be blown away to see where Jesus is. But anyway, um, just a little anticipation. But what you have to understand is that Job and Abraham, they're all in the same time period. Okay. Job and Abraham, they're they're within the same time period, okay? So around the same time God is dealing with Abraham, God is also dealing with Job, okay? So that so they're both in the same p- period, okay? And so this is what I love. Um verse 6, let's read. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Oh, glory to God. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God, and escheweth evil? Now, listen to me here, okay? Now, this is very key, especially about Job. And this is also key about Satan as well, okay? So, for everyone who thinks Satan is everywhere, no, he's not. He is not omniscient, he is not omnipotent, and he's not omnipresent, okay? Only God is that. Only Jesus is that, okay? I want people to understand that. Okay, so Satan, what he has to do, he has to go up and down everywhere. He has to move. He has to look. The Bible says, and the enemy is a roaring lion looking for people to consume. A lion cannot be everywhere. A lion can only dwell and roam in certain areas. And then once he finds someone to destroy, then he goes after it. 
once he sees someone weak or someone who, um, you know, sometimes even God will point them out. Then that's who the enemy goes for. Okay? Is everyone with me so far? This is a common theme that you will also see with the demonic. The demonic is the same way. The demonic is not everywhere. The demonic, what they do is they fly around. They, they look for, okay... Who is walking, welcoming us into their lives? Who's welcoming us into their day? Who is bringing, who is opening the door for us to come in and basically wreck shop? Oh, I hope you are understanding this here. So, so this is the nature of the kingdom of darkness. Okay. So for everyone who's saying, oh, the enemies everywhere, the enemies doing that. First off, be quiet. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't even know the enemy. For I, there were times where someone said to me, oh, the devil's attacking me. And I will look in the spirit. The devil sitting back say, I did nothing. <laughs> He's like, I didn't touch anybody. I said, I know you lying devil, but I was and I was so confused because I was like, the devil's not doing it to this person. So where is this coming from? You know, and the Lord later revealed to me that sometimes we put our own punishments on ourselves because we reject the things in the ways of God. Oh, I know some people got mad at me. Look, don't be mad at me. It's the word. I'm telling you, you know, the Lord, the Lord is gracious and he is kind, but sometimes, you know, we can be our own worst enemies. The devil, the devil don't even have to do too much. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. There were people, in fact, I'm going to show y'all something in the spirit. Do you guys want to know a secret of the spirit? Come on now, let me see. Who wants to know a secret of the spirit? Oh, I got one thumb. Okay, so there's only one person? Okay, I'll have to call that person then and and, and share that revelation with them. (laughs) Oh, not enough people want to know? Okay, I got another thumb. Okay, that's two. Oh, come on now. Hungry people. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're seeing some rambunctious people. That's what I want to see. All right, here's a secret of the spirit. All right, so during everything that was going on, with especially people remember the BLM movement and, you know, race and, and all that other stuff and the Capitol riots and stuff like that, someone posted something saying, Oh, the devil is invading the capital. Let me tell you, I'm going to share with you a revelation. You can write this down. The devil was nowhere near the, the U.S. during that entire time. Because the devil cannot be in multiple places. The devil was somewhere else. I'll tell you where he was later. But in this, and it's actually been confirmed through prophets and dreams and visions. But um, the the devil was nowhere near in the U.S. What he did, he handed over one of his generals, the keys to America and said, you go mess up America because they'll fall for the same trick anyway. They'll fall for the same. I'm telling you how the devil talks now. He He's like, they'll fall for the same trick. They'll fall for the same snares. They'll do that. So you go and do that while I go take care of this to destroy them later. Y'all ain't talking. You see how crafty the devil is? You see how everyone just automatically said, oh, it's the devil. The devil was nowhere near America. The devil said to one of his top demons, which, by the way, people, if you want to know the name of that demon, uh, the name is Leviathan. That was that was who he handed over. And I'll prove that later. In fact, 
Leviathan is in the book of Job. Oh, Holy Spirit hit me. That's why we're spending so much time in Job. Leviathan is in Job. Glory to God. You see how God does that? I I didn't plan that. Glory to God. That's awesome. So here it is. You t- it's talking about Leviathan. Leviathan, what he does, his name means twisting serpent. So what he does, he twists things. Isn't it funny how no one could understand anyone? No one could get a cr- a point across as soon as someone mentioned anything there was a fight there was a debate there was oh you said this i didn't say that i meant this well it came off as this come on now y'all know what i'm talking about all the confusion that was in the land that's leviathan that's leviathan's mo right there riots in the streets stuff like that chaos that's leviathan all day no one wants to hear the gospel no one wants to hear the truth of the word of God, even some believers got offended because of the race. Their pride of race. Guess what? That's Leviathan because he's king of the children of pride. I know I'm spending a lot of time talking about Leviathan, but I have to give you information so that you know that with our warfare, it's not always the devil himself. He has other minions that he puts in our lives. You must learn how to fight the proper warfare. You must learn how to fight certain principalities and powers. You have to know what you're fighting against, if that makes sense. Oh, I hope I hope what I'm saying is making sense. You have to know, like, for instance, if the enemy is attacking from the air, you cannot go in on foot. If the enemy is attacking from the ground and he's got reinforcements then you cannot do a direct assault. You must attack from where? The high ground. If he's attacking from the air, you have to go higher. If he's attacking from the ground, you have to attack from the sky. Come on, somebody. I hope you are understanding this. You must learn warfare. Because so many times I see the people of God get their butt kicked because they don't know what warfare they're fighting. Let me move on. So here it is. So the sons of God, meaning angels, they're presenting themselves before God. And notice no one recognizes Satan coming in. The only one who recognized Satan coming in was God. See, look at that. It says, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them, meaning that no one recognized that it was him until God called him out. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Meaning, where did you come from? When did you get here? Even though God knew, but he's like, what are you, what are you doing here? And literally, this is what Satan is saying. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down it. So we know he was looking for people to destroy. So now the question was, how come he couldn't find anyone to destroy? Here's revelation time. The enemy was bored because the world was already his. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. The world was already his. So he was looking for who to destroy. But he was like, what is there to destroy? They're mine anyway. So why did he go to God? He literally went to God to, because he wanted to see 
What do you have? Because I know you got some people hidden. I know you got somebody. You see how Satan knows God? He literally went to God to, to, to try to put God to the test. See, Satan wasn't putting man to the test. He was putting God to the test. I know you got some people hiding, hidden from me. Ah, oh, who here is getting this? These are the deeper things of God. Do you want some more? Are you getting this? Glory to God. From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down it. Eight. Look at this. And the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job? Do you see that? Satan hasn't even talked about Job. He hasn't even thought about Job. God brings up his name. He says, have you considered Job? Look at this. That there is none like him. Do you see how God starts boasting about Job? He says, there is none like him in the earth. A perfect and an upright man. One that feareth God and escheweth evil. Nine. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for not? Has not thou made an hedge about him? Do you see that? That confirms it. Satan says, no, I haven't considered Job because you hid him from me. He's protected by you. He's blessed by you. No, I haven't considered him. He's blessed. He's, he's touched by you. If he was not, I would. If, if Believe me. This is basically what Satan's saying. Believe me, God, if he wasn't with you, I would have destroyed him along with everyone else. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. I would have taken him out just like everyone else. But no, you hid him from me and he's protected. There's a hedge of protection around him. I cannot touch him even if I wanted to. Oh, come on. Somebody needs to shout hallelujah for that one. Oh, do you see God's way of thinking? See, a lot of times we think when the enemy comes against us, we think God is just sitting back and allowing it to happen. Let me tell you something. God is so good in your life that God would not send the devil after you if he didn't think you could send him running home. Otherwise, he would have never considered the enemy to come against you in the first place. It is because he knows how much you love him, how much you are faithful to him, that he says, Satan, you know what? I believe in my son. I believe in my daughter so much. I'm going to let you do whatever you want except certain restrictions. And then what I'll do is we'll see how they react. If they react the way that I know and believe in them to react. And then we'll see what happens. So that means even in your darkest moment. Where the devil is ransacked. And is destroying everything. Your career. Your family. And everything else. Your God is in the midst of everything that is happening. He is saying just trust and believe. In what I've taught you. And what I've said. And I promise I will be your God Always and forever. I will come through in the end. Are you hearing this here? Look at this. 
Look at, look at again. Look at, this is not what <laughs> Satan is saying this to God. He said, hast thou maiden hedge about him and about his house? That means even his family, his money is protected. I can't touch anything of his. And about all that he hath on every side. That means the enemy says, I can't come in through the front door, back door, side door, windows. I can't get to Job because of you. Because you are such a good God. You are so powerful. Do you see how powerful God is? Even when the world is totally being destroyed and corrupted in this time, God is saying that, well, have you considered Job? Satan said, no, I haven't considered Job because I can't touch Job. I'm not going to waste my time with Job. Do you see how the devil's mind is already defeated? So what are we doing already with a defeated mindset? Oh, come on, somebody. That is not of God. The devil has a defeated mindset. God's people should never have a defeated mindset. Ah, y'all ain't hearing me. The enemy has a defeated mindset because he knows I can't waste time. You are coming, God. You are coming. That's literally what he says. I can't waste time with Job because you're coming. Your Messiah is coming. I got to hurry up and put this world in such bad shape that your promise can't even happen. Because Satan remembers what God said. See, God said as soon as man fell that he will redeem them, that he will bring them a Messiah. The Messiah is mentioned in Genesis. I am going to bring you a savior who will redeem you and bring you back to me and crush the head of the serpent. You will defeat the enemy once and for all because you'll be reconnected with me. But the devil's saying, I don't have time for this. I need to do, I need to get this world in such bad shape that you don't care about it anymore. So I so I didn't bother touching Job because he's yours. Oh, come on, somebody. Who here belongs to God? Who here belongs to God? Who here belongs to God by the blood of Jesus Christ? Who here belongs to God? So the devil does not want to spend too much time messing with you because you already belong to Jehovah. Oh, somebody talk to me. The devil doesn't want to spend too much time dealing with you. He just has to hope you give up before he does. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. Oh, let's, let's move on. Are you ready for some more? Are you ready? Cause I haven't even reached the real deep stuff yet. Are you, are, are you ready for this? Glory to God. Here it is. Thou hast made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face so now the devil's getting arrogant the devil's saying well the only reason you have all the reason why he loves you so much is because you bless him 
but hand him over to me, he'll hate you just as much as everyone else. He'll hate you. He doesn't love you. He loves the stuff that you give him. He loves that you bless him. Why was Satan trying that? I'm going to show you why. Because Satan was saying, God, he's no different than me. That's what Satan was trying to prove. You have to understand this. Because Satan wanted God's power. He didn't want God's relationship. He didn't want God's fellowship. That's not what he wanted. He wanted God's power. That's why he wanted the throne. He says, I will be like the most high. I will be greater than the most high. I will get I will get his throne. I want his throne. That's why he got kicked out of heaven. He was rebellious. He didn't want he didn't love God. He wanted God's power. He wanted God's authority. That's what he wanted. He wanted he wanted God's uh divineness. That's what he wanted. But Jesus didn't want that. Jesus desired the relationship. Why you think in the Bible he kept saying hereafter, hereafter, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the Father. He never said you would see me on a throne. You will see me sitting right next to my Father. That's what he desired. He did desire the power. He desired the relationship. He desired the fellowship. That's what he desired. His heart's desire was to sit with the father. Not sit where the father was. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. Jesus never took glory or honor away from his father. He said that the father is greater than I, meaning he's greater in rank. He's greater than I. He's greater than me. But... Look at this. What did Jesus what what did God do for Jesus? Because Jesus desired the relationship, the fellowship, because he sought after God's heart more than God's throne. He said every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, whether above the earth, below the earth, and in the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. His name is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, all those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you hearing this here? That's why Jesus was bestowed that honor. That's why Jesus was given that glory. That power. Because he desired the relationship, not the power, not the authority. See, this is what the the church needs to understand. When you desire God's power, you are more like Lucifer. When you desire God's heart and fellowship, you're more like Jesus. Oh, write that down. When you desire God's authority and power, you're more like Lucifer. You're more like Satan. But when you desire God's heart and fellowship above everything else, you just want his heart, his fellowship, him to him to just smile upon you, just to be there, 
in your life, now you're more like Jesus. Isn't that what Christians, isn't that what Christian means? Christian means followers of Jesus, disciples of Jesus. Don't you want to be more like Jesus? Well, then that's how. You pursue the relationship above all else. You pursue the things of God above all else. Why? Because a lot of people say, well, I want the authority. I want the power. Flesh creature. You don't get authority and power until you have relationship. Until you have connection with God. Then you have authority and power. People say, well, Simba, I want the same glory, the same authority and power that you got. Then get connected to the one who has it, not me. You ask, you you asking me like I did something uber special. No, I didn't. I just desired God above all else. I did what Jesus did. I want to be where God is. That's it. I just want to feel God's presence. I just want to feel God's embrace. I I don't care if I preach another message after this. I don't care if I move in signs and wonders anymore after this. I just desire God's heart and to see his face. That's what I desire. If you want to know the secret of, of how Jesus walked in incredible power, if you want to know the secret of how Moses walked in incredible power, they desire the relationship more than the power. Because when you desire the power, your heart gets corrupted like Satan. He wanted the power. He wanted the authority. He wanted the glory. But he did not want the relationship. He did not want the fellowship. And that's why he has nothing compared to what we have because of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Oh, I hope you're getting this. I know this is a lot, but I hope you are receiving this. I hope you are understanding this. See, the reason why you have power over the enemy is because you first accepted Jesus. You have power over the enemy because you first accepted Jesus. I'll say it again. You have power over the enemy because you first accepted Jesus. You had a relationship with Jesus. You started a relationship with Jesus that instantly gave you power over the enemy. Oh, come on, somebody. I know y'all don't believe me. I'm going to prove it to you. Go to Luke chapter 10. Go to Luke chapter 10. We need to go to Luke chapter 10. Please, someone put that in there. Luke chapter 10. Because y'all keep thinking I'm playing. <laughs> y'all really do. Y'all must think I am playing. I'm going to do Luke chapter 10. Let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Where do I want to start? Glory to God. Are you all learning something? Are you all receiving something? Isn't this incredible? Don't you just love Jesus? Don't you just love him right now? Aren't you thankful for what he did and what he's doing? Just tell him right now how much you love him. Just tell him, Lord, I love you.
Jesus, oh, how I love you. Just tell him that right now. He, lo he loves when we love on him. Amen. He loves when we love on him. Let's go. Luke chapter 10. And I'm going to do verse 18. Luke chapter 10, verse 18. Go there with me, please, if you will. Wow, making great time. I'm almost done. Oh, how I love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, glorious master. I feel the presence of the Lord coming in. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the power of the Holy Spirit moving. Thank you, Lord. Are you here? Luke chapter 10, verse 18. Are you, are, are, are you there? Here you will find this. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Meaning Jesus was there when he saw Jesus when, when Jesus was there when he saw Satan get kicked out of heaven. He was there. He saw it. He said Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Meaning you have any idea how fast lightning is? Less of a second. Boom. He saw he saw as high as Satan was, as Lucifer was in heaven, when God kicked him out, he fell so fast to the earth, it looked like lightning. It was like, boom, instant, out. Oh, come on, somebody. So that means when you encounter the demonic in anywhere, you can say, in the name of Jesus, out, they should leave just as fast as lightning. Y'all ain't talking to me. Come on now, just imagine. Just, you know what? Just practice. Just, just, just imagine you see a demon or someone with a demon and just say, out! And watch that thing fly as lightning. Watch it run as fast as lightning to get out of the person. Or to get out of your day. To get out of your life. Oh, that's power! If you just say, out! In the name of Jesus. Boom! Like lightning, they're supposed to run. I can't stand watching some of these people deal with the demonic. They say, out, and the devil says, no. No, 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 you have to get out. You can't stay. In the name of Jesus, get out. You weak, powerless Christian, stop playing with it. Out! Ah, don't you say nothing. Out! In the name of Jesus, get out! How dare you try to talk? How dare you try to stand before a representative of the King of Kings? Out! Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What happened to the last devil that was in heaven? He got kicked out. So what happens when I bring the kingdom of God into a neighborhood, into a church, into a nation? Oh, come on, somebody. Yeah, 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 y'all ain't getting this. Where, where was I? It said, as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Do you see that? Do you see that? It says not some power, not certain powers. It says all power 
of the enemy. You got that as soon as you got Jesus. As soon as you got Jesus, you got instantly power over the enemy and over all his demons of hell. That's why you can say, out in the name of Jesus. And he has to run. Because I just showed you in Job, Satan said to God, I can't touch him because he's yours. I can't touch him because you protected him. I can't touch him because everything he does, you bless. He gives you honor. He gives you glory. I can't touch him. But give, but, but just give me him. And watch, he'll turn on you just like I did. Because he only loves you because of your power. He doesn't love you because he loves you. He loves you because of power. But take away his power. Take away his authority and see if he still loves you. You see how arrogant Satan is? He thinks everyone is just like him. Actually, he thinks we're lower than he is. But isn't God amazing that he said, you know what? Even though these guys only get a little glimpse of me, they love me so much. They believe, they accepted my son, and because they desire the relationship with me, I'm going to give them all power over the enemy. Everything that they touch shall be blessed. No matters of witchcraft, no matters of, 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 um... Anything that the enemy throws at them will ever destroy them or defeat them. If they stay focused on the relationship aspect with me and my son, they will have life and life abundant. Oh, glory to God forever. I hope you are receiving that. I'm going back to Job. I'm going back to Job. Ugh, I feel like this should be a conference, but I can't right now. Ugh. And the Lord said unto Satan, I'm back at Job chapter 1 verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan. So now look at what he said. Because he said, oh, here, here's really what he said. Uh, Lucifer says one more thing. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he has and he will curse thee to thy face. So now he's saying he will curse you just like me and the rest of my demons do. He will hate you simply because you took away the power. Okay. God says, bet. Watch this. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Do you see that? As soon as God says, okay, everything he has, it's now handed over to your power. Your power. So Satan does have power. It's just not God's power. He said, I handed it over to your power, to your authority, which all the thief comes to do is steal, kill, and destroy. So that means if things are being stolen from you, if things are dying around you, if things are being destroyed, like dreams, goals, aspirations, it is not of God. Get out of Satan's power and into Jehovah's power. You, you, you're spending too much time around the devil. Recognize. 
recognize all these people want to blame God because stuff ain't going right. It's not God doing it. That's not his power. That's Satan's power. Do you not see it? He said, I hand it over to your power. Because, oh, thank you. The Holy Spirit just hit me with something. Check this out. He says, I'm handing it over to your power because I'm good. I'm righteous. I'm loving. If I touch him, all it's going to do is bless him even more. Oh, come on, somebody. So I got to hand it over to you so that you can mess it up so I can restore it and make it even better. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, come on, somebody. Who caught that? It is not God's nature. Oh, I hope you are getting this. He said, Satan, I'm going to hand it over to your power because I want you to mess it up. I want you to screw it up so that my power can come back in and make it even better. I can make it even better than what it was before. Because you know what? I like what I'm doing for him, but you know what? There's something even greater I can do for him. Can you imagine... Think of think of it like this. God, there is not a day that passed by where God is not thinking, how can I bless my people more? What can I do greater? Can you imagine how much does someone love you that they're always thinking, hmm, this is good, but I wonder what I could do to give them something even greater. Hey, Satan. I need you to go and wreck up some things. I need you to screw this up so that I can restore it and make it better. (laughs) That's literally what God does. So that means if the enemy is coming against you, it just means God wants to give you something even greater. Your God is a good God. Your God is a loving God. Do not blame God for the turmoils, the hardships that you're going through. It is because he wants to give you something even greater. Don't be content with where you are with God. Get greater. Get greater. Come on now. Just let me hear someone say, get greater. Come on. Get greater. Glory to God forever. Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself. Put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Do you see that? So God literally said, it doesn't even say he got into God's face. He just went into God's presence. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. So he's saying, you cannot kill him though. You can do whatever you want, but you can't kill him. Even Satan has restrictions on him. Says you can do whatever you want, but you can't kill him. Look at this. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. 
Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only escaped alone to tell thee. Do you see how now it looks like God is doing it? Because fire is coming down from heaven and is consuming and destroying everything. So now they're placing the blame on God. God did it. But you just saw in the scripture where God says, Satan, he's handed over to you, your power. Oh, come on. Do you see how the enemy makes it look like it's God's fault? It's a setup. It's a it's a frame job. That's the biggest trick that the enemy has done to the believers is that he makes everything look like it's God's fault. God did it. But you just saw in the scripture where God says, I'm not here. It's your power to destroy it. Do you see that? But why did they say it was God who did it? Because they were because they were like, the only one who we know who has the authority to bring fire down from heaven has to be Jehovah. That's not true. Satan was the god of this world, little g-god, so he could do whatever he wanted. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. That's why God had to hand it over to him. So, I'm going to paint you a picture. Can you imagine how restricted the enemy actually is? In your life? In our life? In the nation? Do you have any idea how limited he actually is? How much authority and power he has to go through just to do what he really wants to do. Oh, y'all ain't, ain't getting this. Simply by God handing it over to him, look at what he does. He sends fire from the sky to consume it. And that's why they said fire from heaven. So they, so they think it's God who did it. The fire of God is fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Now look at this. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said the Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away. Yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another. Do you see this? Bad report after bad report, bad report after bad report. Do you see how the enemy functions? The enemy, bad report after bad report after bad report after bad report after bad report. So he receives one bad news, then comes another one with more bad news. Are you not seeing how the enemy functions? So when you're in a season where you're like bad news after bad news after bad news after bad news, you know it's the enemy. You know it's nothing but the enemy. God is not to blame for what is happening. For the goodness of the Lord, there is only good report. When God is in my life, all I have is good reports. I don't know about you. 
There are times when God moves in my life so much, I have to ask God, where's the devil? Because I can't find him. I'm like, where is he? Because it's almost like the devil doesn't even exist right now. Where is he? And the Lord will show me and I'll just push him back even further. Y'all ain't talking to me. Oh, let me stop. This is... Oh, Holy Spirit, give them revelation. I'm almost done. I promise you, I am almost done. You, you can, you can all be done with me later. Where was I? So bad news after bad news. While he was yet speaking, there came also another. Yeah, while he was yet speaking, 18, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Do you see how much Job loves God? As soon as he hears bad report after bad report after bad report after bad report after bad report, he even hears he loses his sons and daughters from a mighty wind And again, Satan looking like it's God doing it. The wind coming in and destroying everything. Crashing the house, destroying his children. He rents his clothes. He's shaving his head. And what does he do? He worships God. He worships God. He fellowships with God. He goes back to God. And look, it doesn't say he cursed God, he yelled at God, it said he worshipped. Meaning he gave honor to God. Meaning that he wasn't giving honor to God because he was being blessed. He was giving honor because he loved God. He worshipped God in the midst of everything that was happening. Look at this. And said, Naked came I out out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Do you see that? Job is literally saying to God, You know what? When I came out of my mother's womb, I had nothing. And when I die, I can't take none of the stuff that I have. I can't take it with me. He wasn't arrogant saying like, well, this was my stuff. He said, no, God, you gave it to me and you can take it away anytime you wish. It wasn't mine in the first place. Not even my children. Oh, come on now. Do you see that? And so then he says, look at this. Blessed. Be the name of the Lord. He says, I will not curse your name, God. I love you. You are still holy. You are still magnificent. You are still amazing. You are still my God. And I serve you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And look, in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Do you see that? What does it say? Nor charged God 
foolishly, meaning he didn't blame God because God wasn't the one doing it. Everyone else was blaming God. Everyone else said God did it. So here, look at this. He sinned not, meaning like he didn't curse God. He didn't rebel against God. He didn't get offended at God. He worshiped God instead. And said, God, I know it is not your fault. He didn't blame God for it. He said, he didn't understand it, but he didn't blame God for it. He said, God, you give, you can also take. I came into this world with nothing. I'll leave it with nothing. This was all you in the first place. So, Lord, whatever you do, okay, but I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to worship you. 22. Write down 22. Write this down. Write this down. 22. Job chapter 1, 22. Put that in the chat even. So I know people are getting this. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. There's a lot of people, they blame God for all the stuff that's happening in their lives. You are charging God foolishly. You are talking like you don't know who God even is. That's what fool is. The Bible says only a fool says that there is no God. You see that? See, Job didn't know all the information. How quick do people react off of the little information they hear about somebody? Oh, come on, somebody. How quick do people react off of what they see, what they hear? But if you charge God foolishly, you will miss out on what God really wants to do. Do you see that? It says, in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. So I want right now, and and the Lord, I think, wants me to, to wrap this up. Because again, you have to understand this. Yes, the enemy does come back against Job. Yes, yes he does. He does come. Because why? The first attempt didn't work. The first, the first thing, I bet you the first time he did all that, he looked at God and God was just smiling. He was like, I told you. So then he's like, I got to do this again. I got to try this again. Are you hearing this here? And I'll get into more into that next week. But I want you right now, if you are here, if you are listening, if you are receiving all this, I just want you right now to, 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 to lift your hands to the Lord. Lift up holy hands to the Lord and say right now, Lord, I am sorry if I've ever charged you foolishly. If I've ever blamed you for something that was not of you. That is not your nature. Teach me your nature. Right now, just repent. Right now, just say, Lord, forgive me if I have if I have not acted appropriately to situations. Forgive me if I've if I've in, instead of worshiping you, I blamed you. Instead of telling you how much I love and trust you, I got offended at you. Forgive me if I've ever been impatient. Forgive me if 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 if, if I've ever been prideful. 
Forgive me if, if, if I've done anything right now that has, that has caused me to miss the mark. Right now, just, just, just ask Lord Jesus, forgive me. Just, just, just right now, just say, Lord, please forgive me. Right now, and I can just feel as you are saying that the Lord is filling you with his love. He is touching you with his love. He is touching you with his blood. He is saying you are forgiven. Right now, just, 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 just give him the highest praise. Just somebody say hallelujah to him right now. Just say hallelujah. Just say thank you, Lord. Just say thank you, Jesus. Just say thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for showing us that it is never your fault. You are not the one responsible for destruction. You are the one who gives life. Thank you, Lord. Right now, I'm about to pray. I'm 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 done with that for now. You know, um and right now I just want to pray for you. Right now, I want to release the kingdom of God. I want to release the spirit of of life right now. I want to release that to you all right now. Um, so right now, again, lift up holy hands right now. Just receive or extend your hands towards me, you know, um, towards the computer screen, phone, whatever. Just have your hand there and, and, and just get ready to receive what God wants to give you. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to receive it right now? Oh, glory to God. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I come before you and I give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah. And right now, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this message. I thank you, Lord, for this word. I thank you, Lord, for the revelation and understanding that it is not you. It has never been you. Lord, we come against the devil. We come against his lies. We come against his schemes. We come against the spirit of fear. We come against the spirit of doubt right now in the name of Jesus. We come against right now the spirit of offense. We come against right now the spirit of pride in all manners of form right now. We bind and rebuke it now in the name of Jesus and we cast it out and we send it back to the depths of hell from whence it came right now in the name of Jesus. I say I step into my office as king and right now all schemes and demonic activity I command you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ out in Jesus name out out of the people's lives, out of the people's day, out of the people's households, out, out of the people's minds, out of the people's hearts. Now, in Jesus' name, remove the haze, remove the fog right now in Jesus' name. Go, I bind and rebuke you right now. And I plead the blood of Jesus over all those who are listening right now. I plead the blood from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. Right now in the name of Jesus. I loose right now. Prophetically and apostolically. I loose right now. Right now in the name of Jesus. I loose the power of the Holy Spirit. I loose life. For wherever the devil has touched has been destroyed. I lose life. I lose the resurrection glory. The resurrection power. Right now in the name of Jesus.
Right now. I loose right now. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the fire of God fall on all them right now. Fall on their hearts right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Right now, all the chains, all the schemes, all the snares, all the traps, all the lies, all the deception, all the perception, it goes. Right now, I can just feel the Lord, the Lord's power is being released. There's restoration being restored. There's some things being restored. I heard today someone received a healing, you know, today. I thank you, Lord, for the healing. I pray for the complete healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the complete healing. I give you praise, wonderful Jesus. And the way the person described it is that it just popped back on its own. That's not on its own. The body doesn't do that. The power of God does it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. But there's more that is coming. Yes. More glory. Yes. More glory. Just receive the glory of the Lord right now. Just receive the glory. The glory is just being released right now. The Shekinah is being released. Just receive that. Just receive that. You don't need to tell God what you need a breakthrough in. You don't need to tell God a healing. Just get him in the picture. He'll take care of everything. Just enjoy the fellowship with him. Just love on him right now. Just love him. Just tell him how much you love him. Come on now. We, we, there are some testimonies that are going on. There are people you are feeling that joy. You are feeling peace. You are feeling it. Yes, Lord, more. More life. I speak life into all those who are here. I speak joy. I speak peace. I speak self-control. I speak an increase of faith. I speak, Lord, I release your grace upon the people. There it is. Grace is being poured out onto you. Supernatural help is being delivered to you right now in Jesus' name. Receive it. Yes, there are things even with finances. Those who have given tithes and offerings, you've been faithful to that. God is rebuking the devourer right now for you. There are things that have been held up. There are things that have been stolen from you that you didn't know. God is about to restore that to you. Some some things God is going to have you uh, uh, cancel your subscription to certain things because you don't need it anymore. That's about to give you even more money in your pocket. Glory to God. It's being restored to you right now. Thank thank the Lord right now. Some of you, God is giving ideas on how to make money. He's giving you ideas on on business ventures and, and business things or business he wants you to invest in and help with and things like that because it's going to bless you tremendous, tremendously. Just receive that right now. I see I see just the miracles of wealth is being released. There it is. There it is. Lord, you said in your word, we shall prosper as our souls prospered. Lord, keep our souls prospering in your glory, in your presence right now. Thank you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that as we leave this place, may your glory, may your presence go with us. For, Lord, we thank you for all you've done, all you're doing, all you're going to continue to do. But most importantly, Lord, we love you and thank you for being who you are. For there is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. And we love you. We love you oh so much, Lord.
Lord, we love you. We adore you. We thank you and praise you. Baruch Atah Adonai Ha'el HaKadosh. For thine is the kingdom, power, glory forever and ever. And it's in Jesus' name I do pray while the presence of the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And my prayer partners in agreement said with me because they believe it. Say amen, amen, and amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Take care and be blessed. Thank you.